This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Alright, so, so what are we doing here with this so cam cast? That was that. So this is this is a new cam cast. Okay. Alright, so like I'm Ken Levitsky. I'm Chris Mercier. And uh for the next two episodes, we are gonna be talking the East Trail 177 drill. <laughs> I just love it. I actually cause I was trying to figure out like uh, they they were saying the Shyamalan trilogy, uh, the Shama Marathon, Shama Marathon, something. And I remember saying like really, and then I caught the uh, East Trail one seven seven one seven seven trilogy, and I was like, okay, all right. I mean, honestly, I I kind of I kind of like it. it it's kind well because like it's better than Unbreakable Spook Glass. <laughs> yeah, but I I like it works because well, I mean, once you know that it's literally the same city. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But, uh, but yeah. So we're going to talk Unbreakable Split today. Yeah. And, we're... and then we're going to dedicate one whole episode to glass. Yeah. We're going to sleep here. we haven't here. talked about it yet. We're going to sleep here. We're not going to change our clothes. Nope. Nope. You will be in your underwear by the end of it. Hey, we've got a couple female viewers that may, just may want to see that. Speaking of which, we have two new followers we're going to give a shout out to. KG, just simple KG. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, KG. Hey, KG. And Kilogram. Oh. You're welcome. <laughs> and he just stopped following us. Yeah, that's and, it. it's over. And Terry Parkinson. Yeah, I know that one. You know that one? Yeah. You know Terry Long Parkinson? Long time buddy of mine. Yeah? Long time buddy of mine. Well, we, uh... Hey, Terry. Hey, Terry. We, uh, we used to party, like, way back in high school time. Yeah. And then, uh... Just kind of went our separate ways. Then I started working at Walmart, and shortly after he started working at Walmart, so we started like, oh, hanging out again. Yeah. And then uh, then he moved away. Mm -hmm. Recently, uh, showed up in town. We hung out, not for very long, but again, I was fighting through the sickness. Yep. So we hung out. And I mentioned this, and he literally like beside me went boom, fallen. So I was waiting. I was well, waiting. There it is. Out. I was like, oh, oh there man. it is. Oh man. So. So we got some superhero talk. Um, so I think this is a good time to bring this up quickly. George Perez has announced a retirement. Yep. I saw that the other day and I was like, I was going to mes message you about and it, but I was like, It's funny because we just talked about him a couple episodes back. That's right. That's right. Um, I am amazed that he went this long. Because he's got to be in his 70s now, right? And I've looked at some of his most recent work. No, he's not outpouring work monthly. Yeah. Covers and stuff. He's still... Just as good. He is still at the same level mm -hmm. of detail. Yeah. That he was ten years ago. Yep. Okay. Easily. And I, I'm still like, are you kidding? Yeah. You know, but like, it's one of those where it was bittersweet because I saw it and I was like, oh man. But at the same time, I was like, but still. I, you know what? I'm happy he's retiring on before he passes for no away. other reason other than he's like i'm good yeah you know? so many artists are just like you read and they've passed away they passed away but we'll we'll see we'll see yeah and sometimes i feel like like especially creative artists like that i don't know if this is necessarily going to be like an actual retirement or maybe just a hiatus because maybe that voice will speak to him and he'll go i have to i have to draw this it's hard to say i mean he could but be, it is it's hard to say he could be like sean connery for years or like he's not done he'll come back 
He'll come back. He'll come back. He never came back. Please don't jinx it. Please don't jinx it because I'm back. I'm not the hugest Sean Connery fan. They never came back though. That's because you got that bitter taste of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in your mouth, and you left it in there and then disappeared. No. You did. No. No. What it is? Okay. Is as far as actors go. Yes. Strictly my opinion. And it's always wrong. He's not that good of an actor. No, he's not that great of an actor. He's never gone out, out of his way. Like he's 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 like um, he's like the last ten years of Bruce Willis. He's Jason Statham. Yes, he's, very much like Jason he's Statham. Always Sean Connery. He's, he is the same. You're either gonna person. like that or you're not gonna like it. Yeah, and either depending on the movie, it yeah. may fit perfectly or it might not. Mm -hmm. Like Highlander fit perfectly. Yeah. Right. He was a little bit happier to be in that movie, I guess you could say. But that one movie where he, was, he had the ponytail and the singlet weird thing. Medicine Man? No. There's another movie where he had a ponytail? He had a po po This is like a Oh, that 70s, one. like sci-fi like, thing. Oh, He wore yeah. like a Borat swimsuit. Ooh, that was gross. That was really... Oof. Like, Oof. kudos for having that level of confidence. Yeah. But also, he should have had the wherewithal to be like, look, I'm confident that I can pull this off, but I shouldn't, because this is horrendous. Yeah, this is bad. How am I supposed to take you seriously? Like, like straight up. You're wearing a fucking singlet. <laughs> okay? Like, this thing here. Ugh, it okay? was gross. And I'm talking, we just, I, maybe this episode you'll see the rant, maybe not, but I did a rant on wrestling. You did. Very recently did a rant on wrestling. Very they recently. wear next to no clothing. Yep. But even in that level of singlet, with uh, anyone's physique, you're still going to be like, I can't really... You could have just finished eating a child, and I'm still going to be like, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking put pants on or something. Christ. Gross. Oh, but yeah, so, you know. Gross. See, I liked Sean Connery. Because... I, not so much as James Bond, because Roger Moore was my dad's James Bond. So I didn't really and watch... growing up, we talked about this before, yeah. too. Growing up, my, my uh, James Bond, like, as a kid, was Roger Moore and uh, Pierce Brosnan. No, yeah. Brosnan was here. more mine until I was old enough, and I was like, Daniel Craig's the best. Yeah. He's the absolute best. But my heart of hearts, what I grew up with, was Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore. Yep. So I have a soft spot for those two. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you on that one. So it wasn't that. It was watching the Indiana Jones with my dad that made me love Sean Connery. Yeah, and okay, like, that is an example of when I really liked him, when I started to dislike him, was, and I talked about this with my wife, I think, literally last night or the night before, was uh, Entrapment with Captain oh, Zeta-Jones. I liked Entrapment. movie itself is great, yep. but that's the first time, and I wasn't even that old when I watched this movie, that was the first time where I was like, this guy's 80, she's like 25, how the uh, hell are they hooking up? Mm-hmm. How, I, I don't care how much respect and reverence she has for her mentor. How is she like, yeah, put that evil dick inside me? <laughs> That's the worst way to put it, actually. Well, but, she's a method actor. I mean, she married <laughs> an 80-year-old man, so... Okay, but no, that's, right? that's not... That's different. That's different. That's her in real life. Yeah, but if my brothers can get it up, why can't Sean? That's her in real life, though. Yeah. That's different. Mm-hmm. This is... This is the first time that I went, no, there's no fucking way. First time I watched it, I was like, what, 14, 15? And I was paying, you know, like, I wasn't even looking at the fact there's old dudes all over. I was looking at the fact that she has a cat suit going underneath those laser lights and shit. That's probably why I was so bummed out, because I was like, he's 80 years old. How, what has he got that I don't? Yeah. I mean, I got... old cock. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I still don't have that. That's nice. Yes. I'm quite pleased by that yes. one. That is true. So. so, but anyway, okay. Yeah, I remember where I was going with that anymore. Yeah, George Perez. That's where I'm walking. Yeah, right George on. Perez. George Perez <laughs> prior. So thank you very much for everything you've done. Amazing uh, artist. You may never ever see this or any of the other campcasts we've done, but you yeah. are definitely one of my favorites. You always have been. So thank you very much. That's 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 the pre-talk. Uh, is it? That's what I got. You got more? Yeah, I do. I got a little something. I got a little something here. Hit it. What are your reactions on Spider-Man Far From Home? Oh, yeah, that. Uh, Still not liking the name. I'll good. give you that. That's good. I think it looks great. I'm not liking Far From Home at all. It should. The yeah, name? I don't like Far From Home. Don't like the name. No, I think they should leave it. Don't like the name. Homecoming, homecoming was, was fitting because it was coming back to Marvel. Yeah, it, plus it was like the homecoming dance. Like yeah. there was a, a couple of yeah, there's duality to it. I like this. It's far from home. Why are they playing off home? Like, just leave it. You can do Spider Man two. Yeah, you can do Spider Man two, or I don't know, use anything from the hundred comic books that he has to play. Yeah, yeah. I, the title is probably the least thing I like about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I do like how they show the trailer. Okay. Mm -hmm. After we waited forever for it, in retrospect, I still think this is the right idea, at least in January, so that it doesn't take away any heat from Spider-Man into the multiverse. The comments I've read online from confused people is amazing. Like, is this before or after Infinity War? I'm so confused. What's going on? Okay, if you don't want, if you don't bleed comic book stories yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. that's fine. I'll let that slide. I won't be as much of a hater as you are. I'll let it slide. I hate things. I know. You uh, you drink haterade a lot. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, no, it's so it. dumb, but I, I love it. it. Um, I do like, like, I like how you see Gyllenhaal full Mysterio gear. And Mysterio he looks awesome. Mysterio looks amazing. Here's I need the to thing see I more, really but liked awesome. Is that in the actual movement scenes, yeah. he's got the fucking bowl in his head. Oh, yeah. Okay? It may not actually be a fishbowl, and it could just be whatever. Yeah. But it could be like an Iron Man thing where it just pops up to protect him. It's mm -hmm. a dumb protection thing, but I'm just glad he's got it. He's got the bowl. He's got the colors. Yep. He doesn't look too far removed. Costume looks spawn. He's even got the weird gauntlet things. Yeah. The, like, they did a couple of different things with the colors, but yep. it's so close that I'm like, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. this is closer than Vulture. And oh. Vulture looked amazing. Oh, yeah. Way close. So he looks really good. Um, I do also like that they immediately show you Nick Fury, but here's the part that I like. Oh, see, I wonder if it's the same thing I don't like. Go. Well, okay, no, but what I, I wasn't going to say that I don't like it. I'll get to something that kind of bugs me. Okay. But I'll, uh, you know just, I'm just going to listen. But here's the thing I, I like is that immediately there's, like, these rumors around, because they're like, oh, that's not really Nick Fury. That's a chameleon. Oh, uh, yes. And I'm just like, uh, okay, yeah. Like, I mean, I know where, where he's... May or may not officially be in this movie. Mm -hmm. And he may or may not be Nick Fury. The one thing that bugged me about this scene where Peter walks in with Ned and Ned gets darted is that no spider sense. Let's see here. That was the first thing I like, thought was I was like, how did he not? Like, I, I. He would have some level of awareness that something, maybe not necessarily knew that Nick Fury was there. Because his, his spider sense doesn't matter. is not as precise it's as just, Daredevil. It's just, but it's still just sense. But it's enough that he'd go, wait a minute, If Ned. it's any form of danger, he senses it. He would, he would stop Ned from yeah. getting in the room. He'd yeah. go first. He would yeah. do something. He wouldn't yeah. just stroll in like, 
Oh, you drugged my friend. A dude, like whether you know Nick Fury from TV or not, it's a dude with a gun sitting in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, like, that was one of the things that I was like. They, uh, they showed it in Infinity War with that thing in the background in New York. Not only did they the show it, landing, not only did they show the it, but they up. talked about it. Yeah. They weren't just like, oh, yeah, no, he, they were like, no, he, see, we treated it like he didn't have Spider Sense in the first movie, but he still. Like new to his powers, and he's still young. So as he's growing, so he gets. So then, when we saw the spider sense, we were like, "Oh!" Because I was like, "Holy fuck, right. that's awesome!" Because that was way over there. So and now um, he doesn't have it. And now it's gone again. So we'll we'll see. I don't know what's going on with these solo movies. <laughs> we'll no see. spider sense, no Uncle Ben. Hold on, hold on. No Uncle Ben. Okay, okay. There was a friggin' BP on his pack sack or whatever it was. It was actually BJP. Okay. So. Okay. Although. Finally, then. Some... We have an actual overt reference between that, as opposed to the uh, the Sudi War and Homecoming. Yeah. Being his his uncles, which I think they should have actually sat there and said, "Hey, this was your uncles. Mm -hmm. You need to wear this. This is your uncles." And then he had that shot of him like, "Okay, you know." Yeah. But it, we've talked enough about how much there should have been been in the yeah. first movie. Talk about Homecoming a lot. Uh, so overall, as far as the, tra uh, the the trailer goes, I am excited. Mm -hmm. I am surprised that we saw three costumes in this one. Yes. That really surprised me. Um, so that makes me believe that when we see him in the red and black suit, that's towards the end of the movie. Okay. I feel like that's going to be like the last half hour that we see that suit because he's in blue and red. Right into Europe, mm -hmm. then you see the stealth suit. So my gut tells me the Stark suit gets destroyed somehow. He gets the stealth suit for that one particular mission. Yeah. Reverse engineers the Stark suit to make his own version of the Spider-Man suit. That's my theory, and I think that would be really cool. I'm okay with that because it would show he has some brains, though. Yeah, exactly. More so than just like you know, hammer math. <clears throat> doing a hammer thing like hey yeah. we gotta take this gem off <laughs> you know like I mean they did a better yeah. job of making them seem smart in these movies than in most of the movies mm -hmm. I mean the Raimi movies they established he was a smart kid he was a fucking nerd they established that yeah. they did establish in Amazing Spider-Man that he was smart too smart he created his web shoes he created his web shoes and I remember thinking that was kind of cool yeah but they didn't really make it seem like other people were like, no, this guy's fucking smart. You know? Mm -hmm. And I know it's a little bit different because the school he's in, I get the impression that, at le or at least the class that he's in, yeah. is a class for gifted kids. But to have him make his own suit, reverse engineered, I think would be one of those things where you could be happy because he made a suit. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy too, but it'll be, you're right, like it'll make him seem smarter. Uh, so I'm excited for that. The Captain Marvel trailer, the most recent trailer, Yes, I saw that one. It is probably the best trailer I've seen. It is the best trailer. It's uh, It has me kind of sold on the movie itself. I'm I, not sure if I'm seeing it in the theater yet, though. Mm, I'm, I'm going to watch in the theater just because I feel like if I don't, I'm going to miss something for Avengers. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. So I, but what if I it's a Black Panther thing where we're like watching it going like... What are we going to see? True. <laughs> True. <laughs> there's, and there's nothing. nothing. There's not even nothing. a hint of a gem or anything. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I actually, I'm, uh, I'm not pumped per se, 
but I'm more peaked. I'm more intrigued than I was. I think it's going to be good. But again, it's it's one of those things where I, ultimately I want it to do really good. As long like if it's got a really good positive like if it's like Wonder Woman, where you walk out of that and go, man, anyone can watch that movie and think this is great. Mm -hmm. But also there's like that message that you could just be better. You could help people. Then then ultimately I want it to be like that. I want it to be like most of the Marvel movies where you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. Because then it just means more people are going to watch the movies. More people are going to read the comic books. More people are going to support the industry, mm -hmm. right? Because we're, we're touching more people and just more and more people are going to go, no, 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 no. I don't have to live like that because I got all these fucking heroes, right? Yeah. That's my main point with comic books and I'll defend that till the day I die. Like if my kids turn out to not be in comic books, that's fine. I'll die a little inside and I'll probably drink <laughs> more because of it. But I'll deal with it. I will raise my kid the exact same way my dad raised me. We're going to start you off with the Archies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. You know, we'll start yes. you off here. And yes. once you get a little bit older, yeah. here's a couple of options. Mm -hmm. But we can look at whatever you want. And if you ultimately you don't like comic books, then you're your mother's kid. And it's not my responsibility. Yeah, she could pay for you to go into hockey. That's right. And whatever <laughs> the fuck it is you want to do now. Whatever you want to do. But, uh, so day. ultimately, Captain Marvel, I may end up seeing, I'm more than likely going to see her. I'm gonna see it in theater. I don't know if I. I don't think it's gonna be like an. Op it won't be an opening night. I don't even know. Yeah. If, and if it is opening week, it's gonna be like 11 a.m. on Sunday or something. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't see be, it opening weekend. Yeah. I see it one of those where word of mouth. When I hear, oh, it's actually really good, or it's this or that, then yeah. I'll see it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, with Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. She looks like she's having the time of her life in this one. She looks like she's doing a really good job. That last trailer was better showing that she has a personality. Yeah, exactly. It's the first two were just The only like, thing I think that's going to be hard for me to navigate is this whole, like, alien Cree human thing where it's almost like she's got human memories, but she was raised on the Cree. It might be, like, too much. Mm -hmm. Too much story, you know, instead of just saying, like, like Star-Lord. His mom was human. His dad wasn't. Oh, I did notice something about the latest Captain Marvel uh, trailer that annoyed me. Was that um, Nick Fury says, I'm from S.H.I.E.L.D., whereas there was no S.H.I.E.L.D. yet in Iron Man 1. Yeah, they Coulson were uh, strategic. Colson came up within the Iron yeah, Man 2. strategic, homeland, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Here's yeah. the other thing. I actually saw a picture of what Nick Fury, or sorry, Samuel L. Jackson looked like in 92. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious how he doesn't really look like he doesn't look like he was CGI DH'd. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. I did get a kick out of that. But you're right. You're right. He does say Shield, and she's yeah. just like, "Do you have this patch on everything?" Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny, but at the same time, I was like, "You don't say that to the cops." Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you got the little patch yeah. on everything. But uh, plus, she was part of the Air Force. Yeah. They have the fucking Air Force. But Badges all over you. Just one of those things. I was just like, oh, "That's kind of funny." Until you think about it's it. It's strange because you're right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Colson came up with it. Cause, yeah. Uh, who was it? Stark said that's too long. Yeah. And then... Uh, was it Stark or was it Pepper? Might have been Pepper, actually. I think it was Pepper. I think you're right. Because in Iron Man 2, he, he went, says, we're S.H.I.E.L.D. We're S.H.I.E.L.D. And she went, oh. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, I think that's... Uh, oh, last one. Last one. Shazam. Shazam. Looks delightful. <laughs> It looks, <laughs> looks delightful. Delightful. <laughs> I don't think I can't think of any other word to describe it. Like I watched that trailer, the, the new one. The new one was the best trailer yet. 
that transformation when it jumps off the roof is awesome. That was the way awesome. That was shot with the boom. And then... Doctor uh, Silvano with the fucking powers. I want to know how he got his his Shazam powers. I definitely got a Man of Steel vibe with uh, Superman Ooh. and Zod flying around the buildings there, though. That looked great. Yeah. That looked absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Was that the pen pen? Maybe. Maybe. Might have just been. Might have been falsified. Might have been a crack. But anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that one as of right now, I'm definitely seeing in the theater. That's a for sure I'm seeing in the theater. I'm gonna watch it. Still not an opening weekend type of deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this year we probably had the most superhero movies ever. Yeah. In one year. There's two. And there's maybe three. Three that I'm excited. Three for. that I can see opening night: Spider-Man, Avengers, naturally. Yeah. And Hellboy. Okay. See, for me, it was Glass. Right, yeah, because we are 2019, that's right. So, yeah. okay, Glass, so it was check glass. that off the list. Glass, glass, Avengers, and even though my excitement has gone down greatly because of all the problems, Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah, oh, I completely forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, there. but I'm still excited. I'm still that. pumped for it. I'm very uh, upset that it sounds like New Mutants is going to get pushed back again and end up on Hulu now, not even go to theaters because of the Disney deal. Fuck you, Disney. Um, oh, that actually really just put a sour taste in my mouth. Because it's I just like oh, after that fucking Disney fucking teaser where yeah. it actually looked like a horror looked film. Awesome. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. And then they're like reshoots, and I was like, okay, so yeah. so goodbye X Men horror flick. Yeah. So new and then now if it's getting pushed back even further and it's going to Hulu, well, what the fuck was the point? Yeah. Why not release it on the means, Disney app then? If it's going to Hulu, that means Netflix for us, which means no physical release to put with the rest of my X Men movies. Oh. And we gotta get physical releases soon because they're rapidly, they're getting to a point where they're not gonna do them anymore. No. No, you'll have to pay like 50 bucks and only make like 2,000 limited quantity or some shit. I'd probably still do it though. <sighs> but Hellboy, I was excited for until I saw the trailer. I, and the trailer just gave me a whole like, why even reboot this? This looks identical to the Del Toro movies. I got that vibe, but I was okay with it. I, I need more. They keep saying it's dark and it's really gory. Well, I agree I'm like, with you well, with then that you shouldn't have done this trailer. This I agree trailer, with you. You're right. Yeah. This trailer just looks like, why not make Hellboy 3? You know what really bugs me about that trailer? is the scene where he gets out of the van and he gets fired at and he's like, hey! Yeah. I was like, well, that's really over the top. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I complained about the way Hellboy was, his character was in Hellboy 2, where he was like worse, more childish than ever. Yeah. And this one, I was just kind of like, what the fuck? But yeah. other than that, I was, I was still just, I don't know. But I'm also a Hellboy fan, though. You're a Hellboy fan. I'm a Hellboy I, I mean, fan. I like Hellboy. I've read it a few times, not consistently like you. But I haven't read it all the way through, but I've read enough where now I could just... The main, my main Hellboy comes from the two Del Toro movies. First and, one was really good. Like I told movies. you, first one was really good because it was 90% seed of destruction. Mm-hmm. And then just a couple of things they changed to make it a little bit more palatable. Yeah. Um... Second one was awesome. I love the second one. Second one was so great. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, like, in retrospect, it's interesting that they mined a fantasy route mm-hmm. instead of the more horror aspects, because that's more of a horror book than anything. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess, you know what, maybe I'll, I'll hold back and just say if I, because you're right. I need another trailer. The trailer. And I need one that's going to show me, okay, this was worth the reboot. Something that makes you go, holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. So tell you, if the Crow reboot ever happens and I watch the trailer and it looks just like, Fucking Ren and these, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah, it'd be. It, you gotta it's have like something different. City of Angels, where you're just like, yeah. Why'd you make a sequel? It's the same fucking movie. I know it's identical. Oh, he turns into crows now, though. Weird. Oh yeah. 
And he was yeah. French. That's he right. was French. He was cast because and it he looked like Brandon. French. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was a bad freaking movie. Yeah, but... Um, okay, so I think that's about it. And Joker, I'm not even thinking about it. Oh, no. No, no, no. I have no desire. No desire. I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah, I think oh, I'll... Oh, last thing. Last thing real quick. No, no, no. No, no, no. Leave it, leave it, leave it. Last thing real quick. Real quick. Did you watch Titans yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Watched it all the way through. Did you? I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Because I was told this. Yeah. Cliffhanger ending to end the season. I'm telling you this because if you didn't have this knowledge, you would be fucking pissed. Oh. Okay? It's worth watching. Yeah? It's worth watching. Cliffhanger ending to end the first season. So season two better fucking happen. Or else oh, it makes me feel like happening. I just wait too much. Season two's already happening. It's going to start filming in February. It's already filming in February. I haven't started watching Punisher yet. I've been, I um, I've been in one of those moods where I just want to watch feel-good stuff, and I've been re-watching How I Met Your Mother from the beginning. We, uh, well, actually, r- recently we were Amazon Prime. Yeah. We just started to, well, apparently we were Amazon, or Michelle was Amazon Prime. Oh, if you got Prime or not, you automatically got the service. But anyway, it. so uh, we started watching Jack Ryan. Amazing. Ooh. That is awesome. That is so good. That's we're really like, good. I think four episodes in, so we're halfway through. Yep. And I was like, Oh, we the last couple episodes. Ooh, ooh. It's good. so good. Good show. So good. Not necessarily feel good, but that's a great Not show. feel good, but it's good. Yeah. It's very good. It's got early 24 vibes to it. Oh, yeah? yeah no, it's I was never good. really. No? No. Yeah. Don't like the Keeper. Nothing wrong with Keeper Sutherland. Mm. Come on, Boss Boys. That guy could, like, kill people, and I'll still go, but he was in Lost Boys, leave him alone. And I'm like, Disney's Three Musketeers? Also good. I also love that good. movie. That's right. People That's are right. like, are you serious? Fuck yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. Charlie Sheen and Oliver Platt, that was amazing. That's right, yeah, that was really good. Chris O'Donnell in tights before he became Dark Robin. Canyon. Dark yeah. Canyon. That's right, yeah. yeah. I saw that in the theater. Tim movie. Curry was about That was one of my birthday movies. That's right, I saw that in the theater with you. Yeah, that's right. The birthday movie. Yeah. yeah. Many a movie we saw. Many a movie. Spider-Verse was my birthday movie last year. <laughs> what will win this year? So, you ready for Unbreakable? I'm ready for Unbreakable. All right. I'm ready for one of my favorite superhero movies that I almost never remember as a superhero movie. Yeah. It is easily still in my top ten of all time superhero movies, which is amazing considering this came out the same year as X-Men, which yep. means there was hardly any superhero movies before this. Yep. That's crazy. No, I agree with you. I That's agree crazy. with you 100. If we're talking top ten, yeah, I'll bring it yep. in my top ten because it is. It's it's a perfect origin story. It's a perfect origin story. Um, the other thing it's great about it is that it it's just a it's a great story. Yeah, it's absolutely a great story, yeah. and it's uh it's right there right before every single Shyamalan movie had to have a twist. Right, because or like they telegraphed and they're like, "What's the twist? What's the twist?" Exactly, because before this, it was just success had a twist, obviously. Yep, Unbreakable had a twist, but it wasn't one of those like, like just out of nowhere type of twists. No, it was like you kind of like, "Oh wow, they were building to this the whole movie." It's the uh, it's the twist in the sense that like, like when you rewatch the Sixth Sense, I feel like after you watch the Sixth Sense the first time. There's really only, there's a short window for how many times you can watch it again. Right. Like, so you watch it, you get to the twist, and you're like, holy shit. And then you rewatch it so you can go, oh, those are all the things that I missed. 
And then after that, you might get one more watch out of that. Because mm -hmm. I think I've only watched it maybe total times now. Three. That's one more time than I have. And I'm, I'm, and I'm I, guessing. Six Sense is one of the best movies ever made. But it's one of those movies where once you know the end. Exactly. As soon as you start watching it, it's just like, why? Because the second time I watched now? it, I, was just, I wasn't watching it. I was literally going, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's the other one. Yeah. That's the other one. Oh, yeah. These are all the, the hints that I missed completely. Mm -hmm. And I think I may have started it the third time. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And it's not that it's, like you said, it's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. It's, uh, again, Willis, like, during his prime, where he was just like, like it's, it's funny because they talk about how he's sleepwalking through these movies. He's more subdued in this movie, in, like, Sixth Sense, and Unbreakable, mm -hmm. than he ever has up until that point. Or he was up until that point, you know? Yeah. And yet, he's getting shit on for this stuff. I think part of it is just taking terrible movies. Yeah, he's pulling a Nick Cage, like you said before. He's just, just doing everything now. Yeah. Hey, if this script doesn't make any sense, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't know. But anyway, um, so, but uh, more importantly, Unbreakable. The, with the twist, I feel, yes, it's a twist, but... I can rewatch this movie a million times. Yes. Easily. Like, I can... I never get tired. Start it halfway through, mm -hmm. I'm finishing it. Yeah. Three quarters empty, or ending, I'm finishing it. Because I'm still blown away by how great this movie is. Mm -hmm. It's... I, I don't remember ever coming across a plot hole. So, I feel like it's a perfectly written movie. Uh, M. Knight gets some slack for his dialogue. I have no issues with the dialogue here. None. At all. None whatsoever. Every single person in this movie is great. I mean, the kid that returns in glass. Isn't that great that he got the same kid to come I back literally went like later. this. I looked at him and I went, I think that's the same fucking kid. Yeah. It looks exactly like the same yeah. fucking kid. And I don't think he's done anything really. I don't think so either. I think he literally came like back. He came back. He might, he might be, you know, running a company now or doing something completely yeah. different from acting. And he's like, okay, I'll come back. And you know what's nuts? He yeah. didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. Because that chemistry with, with Dave Gunn and his dad is still yeah. there. Still but, there. Yeah, so we had the kid, even uh, Robin Wright Penn. Yep. Who's always kind of flown under the radar, I feel. But... I thought she was great in this movie. That's what I mean. Again, I, she's flown again, under the radar. Great chemistry like, with Bruce Willis again. I, uh, yeah. I, I, the, the acting in this movie is so good. It's so good. You know what's funny about, um, because Samuel Jackson is Elijah Price, but his, his mom is Charlene Woodard. Five years younger. Five years younger. Five years younger. Because we he brings her back in Glass, too. And I was like, how old is she in real life? And I looked it up. When we watched, uh, Glass, <laughs> yeah. Michelle was saying it almost looks like she's got burns on her lips. And I said, I guarantee you. That's what they did to try and make her look older, because I bet you, because I didn't know this at the time, but I was like, but I bet you she's younger than Samuel L. Jackson. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything other than that. I just said, I bet you that. And then, of course, later I looked, and I was like, motherfucker's five years younger. <laughs> that is hilarious. Isn't that amazing to not be born yet and have a child? <laughs> but she was minus five when she minus had Minus five. <laughs> or whatever the... Yeah. But I was just like, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't want to talk too much about Glass. Well, I'm going to reference we it are, a bit. Yeah, we are. Simple. And I'll reference Split a little bit. But it's hard to ultimately, not. Ultimately. Hard not to talk a little about Glass just because, I mean. Ultimately. This goes to that. Unbreakable. Like, David Dunn in Unbreakable is one of my favorite Bruce Lee, or Bruce Willis characters. 
favorite Bruce Willis characters. Um, again, favorite superhero origin story. Like John McClane. Also, David the, the fact that uh, Shyamalan just decided to... Shyamalan? Sh sh I'm never going to... Shyamalan. I usually just say Shyamalan. Shyamalan and Ding Dong. Nice. I usually just throw that out there because I don't know how to actually... It's Shyamalan. It. I'll say Knight because it's badass. Knight. Knight. All right. All right. I'll I love that Knight named him... <laughs> With two Ds. Of course. The alliteration. Peter Parker, Matt Murdock, Bruce Banner. He's like, he's going to yeah. be a superhero. Yeah. The Marvel way. Yeah, the Marvel way. Reed Richards. That was very cool. That was just like Sue a Storm. simple little touch. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I with the second that like David Dunn, I remember just being like... And I remember like... I remember watching the trailer for this movie and being like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And then... I we I ended up watching it with you the first time at your store. That's right. Yeah. I did not see this in the theater, and I can't remember what. I'm not, probably money. I probably just didn't have the money. I got this great memory of Unbreakable because I, I did watch it in the theater, but um, my brother wasn't making a lot of money because we were just working at the ship or whatever a week at the store. Yeah, exactly. Unbreakable came out on DVD, and I wanted it. I didn't have money for it. He saved up his money from the store. Yes. Bought me, which I think is up there in the DVD area somewhere. But he bought me like the collector's edition. Oh, it's right there in front of you. I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Um, Wait, hold on. Where am I looking? Jesus Christ. Oh, right here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember like, that. He, that's he when brought I that home and he surprised me with that. And, and like, you so probably that, did so that, that thing a where, really great memory. Where your, like, your brother gave it to you and you went like this. You went, oh my God, it's the nicest thing ever. And yeah. you probably cried. Yeah, I probably did. I probably would have too. I'm yeah. not going to but anyway, I remember watching that with you and just being like gripped the entire time. The entire yeah. time. I, I could not take my eyes away. Um, it's it's the story, the acting, but the way that it's shot. Like just simple, subtle shots. Like when he survives the train crash and they got that scene of him just sitting on like the, the patient's bed, if you want to yeah. call it. But they're like down the hall, kind of, and just looking through the door, and the doctor's walking back and forth and talking to him. He's just sitting there. Yeah. And it's like two or three minutes straight of that shot. Yeah, exactly. Just this far shots you see. Yeah. All of these people. But look, twenty years later, and that shot's in my mind because to me, I don't know what it was, but that was so effective to me. Like I also love that part where he's just like he's sitting there and he's just like, "Why are you looking at me like that?" Yeah. And he goes, "The reason why I'm looking at you like that." Is because, I mean, uh, I can't remember the exact number, but he's yeah, like, right. they had 1,500 people on this train. Most of them are dead. The rest are injured. You are the only one, and you don't have a mark on. You're the only one that doesn't have a mark on you. Mm -hmm. Not even a scratch. Oh, that's right. He goes, so to answer your question, that is why I'm looking at you like that. And I remember just being like, we're in for a fucked up movie. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and and then, and then it's just like, and then, well, Price meets him. Because he the, finds out who survives. Puts his puts the card on his uh, dash. Yeah. So he goes or his the, windshield. He goes to the limited edition comic store to yeah. meet him. And um, he asks him about sick time, sick days. And he goes to his boss at the stadium. Yeah, he's just like, no. He's I've, like, oh, I, can't, I get it. Right? I've taken sick days or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, but I love it too because, like, you see this, high-end comic shop where they're treating where like Elijah Price is treating pages of comic books like art mm -hmm. and I remember immediately like as a kid growing up like looking at that going that's 19 years ago so I would have been 
17. Yeah, it was like a, almost, almost a half a lifetime. Yeah, 17. Now. So I'd have been 17, so I was like deep into comic books. Like I was past the kid just liking comic books because that's what kids do. I was yeah. in it. Like this was now, this is pretty much the rest of my life. Yeah. And I remember just being awestruck that someone would actually open up a building, like a storefront, and treat these like art because we look at it like art. We don't look at it like, yeah, it's a nice picture, it's a nice drawing. We're just right. like, no, 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 that's art. That's Gary Frank circa, yeah. <laughs> circa 2019, okay? Yeah. You know, that guy over there, that's George Perez in his 80s. You can tell by the intricate line work that he's, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're doing that move. So I was like, I can't get over this. And then he starts saying this stuff that every kid wants to believe. I believe that superheroes are real. I believe that all those stories that we heard from myth were actually real. Mm -hmm. They just got passed down and eventually took the shape of comic books. And I remember just being like, within minutes, this mythology has already grown. You got a guy that was the only one that survived this thing without any any injuries at all. Yeah. He might as well have just strolled on the train, strolled off the train, everyone else got fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have this guy, it sounds crazy, but you're still just like, that would be so awesome, you know? Because these stories still happen. We still yeah. have this mythology stories. We Absolutely. still have the Greek gods and all this stuff. Yeah. We still talk about it to this day. So that part, I was just like, man, this is so amazing. There's a couple of things to the twist that when you watch it, you do pick up on. Yes, absolutely. Once you've seen it, yeah. you don't the first time. Not at all. But you do pick up on it. And one thing yeah. I will say, and this is another thing that I, uh, I like about this because it's a perfect origin flick for David Dunn. Yeah. Uh, the Green Guard. <laughs> the Green Guard, or whatever you want to call him. For yes. Overwatch? No, it wasn't Overwatch. Overseer. Overseer, that's yeah, right. The Overseer. The Overseer. I couldn't tell you which one I liked better. The old, like, comic book anime? the Tiptoe Man. The Tiptoe Man I thought was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. I thought that was hilarious, that was but I thought I thought the Green Guard was kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of a little throwback, uh, but the Overseer was also I don't think his, uh, his poncho was green in the in yeah, it was, Unbreakable. Was it green oh, yeah. in Unbreakable? I think it's actually the same one. Is it? I w well, I think it's made to look the same, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's I just remember it being darker. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, But I love that he does this whole big spiel, and, you know, Dunn's with his kid, and his kid buys into it immediately. Oh, yeah. You know, and Believing you can see that... Believing his father's a superhero? Dunn's kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, but then he's just like, nah, man, you're crazy. You're mm -hmm. crazy. And, like, they do that weightlifting scene... Oh, that scene. Which is incredible. Son's just adding more and more and more, and then he gets up. I and he love looks. it when you see the weights. Yeah. And then they pull away, and now it's just done with the weight bar. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And he's doing it, and then he's like, how much did you put on? Uh, not much more. He goes, okay. Does it again and again, and then finally he goes, like, how much was that time? And he's like, all of it. Yeah, and there's like paint hanging off. You know, and then they pull back and it's like all the weights. Yeah. Paint buckets, whatever the fuck he could put on there. And he's still just like, he exerts effort, but it's never like, this is going to kill me. Mm -hmm. You know, not the normal reaction that your body does. Yeah. It's just like, nope, nope, you're not doing this. We're going to shut down, man. Mm -hmm. And I just like, oh man, I love that scene. And they grow closer because they're sharing this moment, you know? And then up until this point, he didn't share with anybody. 
And we we have a flashback, so we find out what happened. Yeah. But like you mentioned, the uh, the scene where he says about the sick days. Yeah. The boss goes, "Oh, well played, oh, well sir. Well played, well played. We looked it up. You've never taken this. Never sick once day. were you sick. So guess what? You get that raise, pal. Yeah. <clears throat> and I love that he's just like, uh, uh, okay, but it's not why I was asking. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, I do like how the crazier the price gets, though. That's when Dunn starts to shut it down with his son. He's just like, no, 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 no. I'm not anything special, okay? I'm not a superhero. I'm not, don't listen to him. He's a crazy guy. And he goes, you want to know the truth? I was sick once when I was a kid. I was, I almost drowned in the pool. And then I had pneumonia. I was in the hospital for like a week, okay? And he said that to Price, too. He actually, mm-hmm. he says that to Price. That's right. Yep. He goes, no, you're wrong. I was sick or whatever. And even then, I was like, huh. Because they build him up, and you're like, is he a superhero? He must be, right? And then they do the flashback. Or no, he, it's, uh, he figures that he was like, what is your weakness? That's what it is. Every hero's got yeah, a weakness. you got your kryptonite. That's your kryptonite. And then, and then he's like, but I'm trying to figure out why you stopped. Because he was a football guy. Mm-hmm. He's head of the football thing. And, and he had the, the injury too. That's right. Because yeah. he said, I got in a car accident. And I couldn't play football anymore. Yeah. And then he was just like, who's the girl? Mm-hmm. And they do this scene. They don't want to lose the girl. They do the scene where, you know, she was, he was playing football. She didn't really like the idea that he was playing football because she didn't want him to get hurt. Yep. They got into that accident. And there's that awesome scene where he's literally just taking the door off, bare hands. Yep. And no CGI. It's all practical effects. So it looks as real as it possibly can be. And then you go, oh, he did it for her. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to lose her. Yep. So he faked the injury. <laughs> Gave up his football career. Now you understand that this is part of the reason why he's not happy mm. with his life. It's also part of the reason why he's not happy with his wife and that they're having issues. Yep. And it's only until he starts being uh, the overseer, or the green guard, whatever you want to call him. Yep. And he starts actually using his powers to help people or to stop bad guys that his relationship with his wife gets better. His relationship with his kid get better until the kid pulls a gun on him. Right? But that part was intense. Do that. Yeah, that was intense. That was intense. Yeah. That if you pull that trigger, if you pull that trigger and I don't die, then I'm leaving forever. Yeah. And I'm going to pack my stuff and I'm going and I'm, you're never going to see me again. And then you're just like, like that's the best card to play. Mm-hmm. Because the kid believes. The kid yeah. is in. He's seen him do the weights. He's yeah. in. So yeah, he's gonna pull the trigger. So he's like, "Fine, you do it. I'll I'll leave." I was like, "Oh, like there's so many parts of this movie that I'm like, like you can't take anything out of this." It movie. is so well written. You can't take anything out of this movie without it being amazing. <sighs> Though apparently the whole beast thing was originally in the script. Really? Yep. Beast was in Unbreakable. Wow. He pulled it all out because it was too much, and then he put that aside. That's genius, though. Yep. That is smart. That's smart that they had the wherewithal. But um, what was I say? One of the reasons I like about how it's an origin more movie for Dunn, but it's also an origin movie for Elijah Price. Yes, absolutely. It's very much to like Spider Man. Flashbacks. It's power. very much like Spider Man because you're right. We get primarily Dunn's story mm-hmm. and Price's story, and that's it. Yep. You know, we know that he's got a huge love for his mom. 
his mom loves him very, very much. Mm-hmm. And she, and it's funny because his mom actually reminded me of my mom because my mom was the reason why I started reading comic books, just like his mom was the reason he started reading comic books. <laughs> Mine wasn't for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Mine was, I'm a single mom. I got two boys. I don't really know what to do. My older brothers read comic books, so here's uh, some here's comic, comic books. And if you like it, great. If not, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to do like after it. this, so please, God. <laughs> Because I don't have money for anything other than, like, yeah. karate, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Please don't want to do karate. <laughs> Which we ended up doing. <laughs> Until we couldn't afford karate it. Karate was awesome. But, uh, fuck, man, that movie is so good. So good. I love this scene where Dunn is starting to buy into it. Because, what was it, right at the beginning, he had a flash from the guy with the gun. That's another thing I love. The fact that he could just touch someone and get flashes of any... Just something. ...evil that they've You know, done. and at first he's, he's saying, like, ah, I just I just had a feeling. Yeah. And then Bryce is like, yeah, but you knew he had a gun. No, I just had a feeling. No, but you knew he had a gun. He said, yeah, how'd you know? I, I don't know. I just saw it. I touched him and I just saw it. Yeah. Boom. I was like, oh. Although I will say uh, one thing about Glass, though, that I liked that... Uh, M. Night did his cameo. Normally, I don't like him doing his cameos. Yeah, I was going to mention that during Glass, but yeah, let's do it. I'll just do it just because it was lo- in the first, like in Unbreakable. Yeah. In the second one, or yeah. in, in uh, Glass, and then references it. And then references it. Hey, man, weren't you yeah. a security guard at the... Which is great to show that, you know, 19 years ago, he stopped this guy, and he put this guy on the right path. Yeah. Now he's I thought that, was, that was a really nice touch. I mean, if they didn't do it, it wouldn't have t- changed the movie at all, no. but I was like... Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. is so awesome. Yeah. That is so great. Really good. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, what, but then we actually get to, I, I can't get over how chilling this bad guy was because he was real. He was creepy. Just, yeah, he was real. He was real. Um, he saw him in the, where did he see him? Because he went to a public place. So he bumped into him at, uh, was it the train station? I think it was a train station, right? Train station, yeah. So he had his uh, his raincoat on and just did this, his Jesus-esque pose. Yeah, and just... And just touched people. Everyone's... Just let people touch them. Yeah. And I was like, I can't get over that. Nobody talks about that Jesus pose. Yeah. This is a Jesus pose. But... Not in a poncho, I guess. <laughs> not in a poncho. And then he bumps the dude that literally just... You got a nice house. Uh, okay, thanks. Boom! Right in. Kills that guy. We don't know that he's got a wife and child. We just know that he got fucked up. And I remember just being like, holy shit. And this was before, like, home invasions were part of movies and being, that's the scary monsters. These guys just bust in and do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And he just walked right in, fucked that guy up, and then that was it. And you're just like, and even he's like, holy fuck, you know? That was a that was an incredible scene, mm-hmm. and then the fight scene, where they're like getting he's getting like shoved in because he's just holding onto him, so shoved into like walls and thrown into things. And I remember like even at that point, I remember thinking, I'm so glad. Like it looks like they literally just said, "This is a house. We're gonna shoot it here." Yep. You know, and you're gonna run through the walls. You're gonna get run through the walls. We're like it looked like real up. impact. You know, and like, the beauty part is because of the rain slicker. He could have had padding or whatever. Exactly. Helmet doesn't matter. 
But the fact that it looked like he was literally getting shoved through these things. It also, it didn't even have to be Bruce Willis. It could have been a stunt double. Mm-hmm. But it looked so much more real. I, I, was, I, I always look at that fight scene and I'm just like... The other thing, too, is that it's an, it's an ugly scene. It's an ugly fight scene. It's not um, superbly choreographed. Yeah. It's one of the things I said with, like... Because uh, I, I, I mentioned how I, I am a sucker for, like, 20, 30-year-old Japanese women wrestling. None of that is pretty. There's a lot of, like, it's not like they botch things, but it doesn't look, it's not perfectly choreographed, right? And I I remember the first time I saw that, I was just like, I can't get over how much more real this looks because they're not perfectly landing everything. Right. You know, it looks like like a, a real fight. There's nothing flashy about it. Exactly, like it's a just, real fight is going to be just and ugly and gross, and yep. when it's done, yep. you're not going to be like, oh, you're going to be like, oh, God, this is kind of gross, right? And that's how you feel, especially when he's thrown into the pool. Oh, and then it's just... The pool cover? And the cover's just like kind of like swallowing him? Oh, they talk about that as the, they say, that's your weakness. That's why you were in the hospital. Yep. And then they throw them, he throws them in the fucking pool, and it just, like, he goes, ugh, ugh. And just slowly you see the dips in, <laughs> covers him, and I was just like, <sighs> and then uh, how the hell does he get out? Who saves him? I can't remember now. Uh, the gun doesn't the gun go off in the water? I think the gun went off in the water, but didn't uh, he gets out? He could. I think. He, oh, he just, the kid, the, the kid, kid that that he saved inside. That's right. Because he out. got them out first. They pull him out. He got the kid out. And the mom, like, no, mom didn't Mom make died. It, it was mom just two kids. It. That's right. It was the two kids, and one of the kids got them out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. I And I remember even just that alone, I was like, that is so awesome. That is so awesome that they're like, no, no, no. And then he gets in, he stops the guy, and that's the climax of the movie, and then you just have that awesome scene, because up until that point, the last thing he said to his son was a threat. If I can pull that trigger, I'm out. Yeah. It's over. I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. And then does that paper thing, just slides it over and looks at him and he goes. And they just have that little thing. And I love it. Just that love little it. thing between them and he goes. And his son it just starts tearing up in the eyes. And, and then like, that's it. My dad's a superhero. And that's it. Yeah. And I was just like, holy fuck. I watched that movie with you and I remember immediately going, like, I gotta watch this movie again. Yeah. I gotta watch this movie. And <clears throat> I actually, believe it or not, do not have it on anything other than VHS. <laughs> Well, at least you got it on some format. <clears throat> I downloaded it on my phone accidentally, just so that I could rewatch it. <laughs> and do you want to know the uh, the truth? I actually, didn't end up getting around to watching it. No. Sounds like I did. Yeah. Well, Sounds like I watched it's it. That in the mind. But I watched it so much. I watched this first of all two years ago. I think was the last time. No, three. I was in BC when I watched this last. Time. We were uh, last time I watched this was at uh, Georgia Bay. Mm. I uh, got Michelle to watch it with me. Yep. And he was like watching it the first time. I was like, it had been enough time in between, but I was like, oh my God, I gotta do this. And here's a fun fact. She actually doesn't remember watching it. Really? She did not like it. She didn't like it? She didn't like it. Split, however. I don't think Adrian liked it either. Too slow paced or something. I think that was the the thing. Yeah. It was so slow that she was not engaged enough to even like catch like the stuff because I remember she asked a couple of questions and I was just kind of like like you know when you you don't want to be rude but at the same time you're like your first reaction is he just fucking told you what he was doing mm. you know like 
He fucking told you what he was doing. But anyway, so you have that scene, touching, everything's great. He's got his wife. They love each other. Or they, they're they not going to leave. She's not going to leave. They're going to yeah, stay together. they're going to try again. He's repaired his relationship with his son. So he goes and goes to see Elijah Price. And I can't remember exactly what he said. But Price is just like, uh, he's like. Well, Price is out of the room and then Dunn sees the papers on the wall, doesn't he? Of like all the accents. No. No, no, no. He goes, I, he says, I think he said, he's going to tell Price to leave them alone. Don't bother his son or anything like that or something like that. Or no, he thanks him. He thanks him for saying, hey man, you got me. Like, you woke me up or whatever the fuck it was. And the guy goes, yeah, hey man, shake my hand. Right. He takes his glove off for the first time him. ever. So they actually skin to skin. And then boom, he sees multiple or no, he sees the train. It wasn't just the train, though. It was. He sees him get off the train. He sees him get fire, off. Fire, building fire. Building fire, and then when he's let's go, and Price is like, uh, a lot of times the super villains uh, know each other. Sometimes they're best friends, and that's when he's looking over, and you see the newspaper right, that... of this this catastrophe, that catastrophe, and subvert any more possible superhero movies because again, this came out. X-Men, the big climactic battle, didn't happen. We got a blurb. Gun left, called the cops, cops showed up, and he got arrested for multiple counts of terrorism. Mm -hmm. Multiple acts of terrorism. And that was a phrase that they used for one of the first times in movies I ever saw was terrorism in that one. And I remember just being like... This movie was before 9-11, too. And it blew me the fuck away when he shook his hand and saw these things, and you're like, he caused the, the train accident, but he caused all of these other things? What was the other one? A plane? He took down a plane? He took down a plane. He caused a, a massive explosion. He did the train. And all of it was just to find somebody who was the opposite of him. Right. Somebody you know what they called me in high school? Mr. Glass! Yeah. That's it. That movie's over. I was like, I can't get over how awesome Fade this black and thing it's like, oh. Ugh. And you know what? And, before I forget... That fucker was wearing purple the entire time. Yeah. He wore classic villain colors the entire time. Black and time. purple. Black and purple. Black and purple. Fuck you, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was so great. Sure, Dunn was wearing green, which is typically... Does he actually say that, too? The villain always wears, like... He he says it, I think... Yeah. He references something about them wearing the colors. The colors. I think after he references it, you don't notice, but he references it, and then, then they leave him until the ending. Because mm -hmm. then you can't make that connection anymore because it's almost a throwaway com yep. comment. And, or we're too busy going like, yeah, because you got Dr. Doom who wears green and then you got Green Goblin. You just got both of them. You got Mysterio. Both colors, right? Mm -hmm. Then you get there and you're like, who the fuck was wearing purple and green the entire time? And purple, green, and black. He wore it all the way through. So good. I still love this scene where he falls down the stairs and he's chasing the guy, eh? Yeah. He's like, he's trying to get him to, to uh, stop so he can ask me if he's got the gun. And just as he's about to pass out from the pain from breaking multiple bones in his body, and he's just lying like this, he just happens to see the flash of the gun, and he's like, that's him. Yeah. Like, gun's the guy. And I was like, oh, man, like, I can't get over how great this movie is. It's a perfect movie. It is. It's a, it's a perfect movie, and it's also one it's of the rare perfect movies. Honestly, no, movies. one thing I don't like about it. There's not one thing I don't like about this movie. No. There's n the only thing I don't like about this movie is it took 15 years to get a sequel. <laughs> but the way they did the sequel is I got to say, I love the music, though, too. Of course. Why wouldn't you? 
like James uh, James Newton Howard, which who did all of uh, Knight's original movies. <laughs> I actually don't like that you purposely made eye contact with me. Nice. Because you knew I didn't catch it at first. Because I was like, nice, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh yeah, Knight's. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is such an awesome theme for David Dunn. And I love that. Oh. I love that we hop into Split, and the composer that did that movie gave the horror their own theme. Oh. That it's just that creepy grinding. Oh. It was just like oh. it's chilling. The music is chilling. Um, Do you have anything else to say about seminal classic Unbreakable? I do. I know. I love it. Uh, critics didn't like it when it came out, and they were stupid. Oh, I'm shocked. The critics. Didn't it didn't like make. It didn't make no, money either. It didn't. It was almost a complete bomb. It and it was funny too because because uh, he followed Six Sense. Six Sense breakout hit. Huge money. Massive success. Awards. He would never have been able to make this movie had he not killed it with Six Sense. Yeah. Follows yeah. it up with this, and then immediately people are like, "Going, oh, I guess he's a one-hit wonder." Yeah, and then does Signs, which becomes his biggest movie. Yeah, I was just going to say Science. Science was Science the next one. more than Six Sense, yeah. 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 Although um, Science was pretty good. It's for, I, I, it took me a couple of watches, because I remember the first time I watched it yeah. with you, and I remember just being like, ah. I love all five of his, like his first films, all five of them were. Because Science, they did The Village, which a lot of people don't like, but I really like The Village. It's, it's the ending for me. I love that ending. That ending for me was what killed it, and I because I remember being in. Yeah. Uh, Signs. It's after like it was after a couple of watches that I was like, you know what? Yeah, no, no, this is absolutely great movie. Mm -hmm. um, for all the themes and everything that it's about, <clears throat> great movie. Regardless of the stupidity of aliens that are allergic to water, show up on a planet that's seventy percent water. Must be related to David Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say allergic. That's what killed him. Yeah. <laughs> That was their weakness, but then the ending for Village, I remember just being like, fuck this, and then uh, the fairy tale, or whatever the fuck it was, See, I like Lady that. in the Water. Lady in the Water, I like. Lady in the Water, it's a modern I wanted fairy to like tale. so bad, modern, and I just didn't. It, it is hated on by people, and I, I, I don't know. I love you know that what? movie. You know one of the reasons why I didn't like it? Hmm. Knight is not a good actor. Knight. He's not even an actor, really. He's just, <laughs> part of the problem was that that was at the height yeah. He went full it, it went on in that movie. straight to his head, and yeah. he went, well, I'm fucking starring. Not necessarily starring, because Giamatti had the star. Yeah, game. he's not a star in it, but he is a supporting character he's enough, rather than just a cameo. Yeah, so that was distracting, and it wasn't that good. Although, Bryce Ellis Howard. She was so good in that movie. I was going to say, she was attractive in that. She was very attractive. She and was really, village. all jokes aside, she her, was Her first movie movie. was actually I know, village. I know, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, cause she was a blind chick. That's she was a right. Blind one, yeah. 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 Brody was uh, what a Adrian Adam, Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah, he was in it too. Yep. Yeah. Great movie up until Walking Phoenix me. was in it. Yeah. William Hurt. That's Sigourney oh, yeah, Weaver. William Hurt. Cast William Hurt was huge Sigourney in the, Weaver. Yeah. In the village. It's just that last twenty. The, the twist ending is where I was like, "Fuck this!" I was honestly mad. I see. I, mean, I, I watched it again with you, and I remember just being like. Fuck off! It threw me so off. I was like, "What? What?" I, I, I actually it. sat in my chair and I and I did the same setup like this yeah. at the end of Glass, which we'll talk about. Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But I sat up in my chair and I was just like, "Wait, what?" What? But the yeah, difference exactly. is the what? difference is while well, you were like, 
okay, actually, that's really cool. I was like, fuck, no. The only thing that made me, like, I, I love the fact that, like, oh, man, they raised their kids in this, this area in the 1800s. There's monsters still going to forest. That way they'll never make it to the roads. I'm just, like, that is awesome. The whole, like, we paid off the government or whatever to not fly over this area was a little kind of far-fetched for me. That's exactly, I mean, like, it's a on, huge like, reach. You're like, yeah. well, okay, but, like, how much can you pay them off that they'll continue to never do it? Mm-hmm. Eventually, someone's going to go, I don't fucking care. They paid us off 20 years ago. Yeah. They haven't made a payment since because they don't have any fucking money. And eventually, that whole section is going to be so inbred that it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's probably already getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were already, what, 20 years deep? Well, at least. I mean, she was a little child. Because she was born then. Yeah. That's or no, she yeah, I she wasn't she, born there. She, was a child. she wasn't born there, that's right. But that's all and she was blind, so that's yeah. all she knew. But like, yeah, just Yeah. Yeah. You know. Hey, what about the happening? Let's not do any more of Knight's movies. The happening is where where it really uh I've yet to watch it. I remember because you said weird. don't watch it. Yeah. That's exactly what you said. Every other night movie you were like, Yeah, like watch it. I mean, you might like it. And I've watched Lady in the Water a couple of times since then. And every single time I'm still just like Special effects are great, mm-hmm. like the the actual boogeyman or whatever the those wolves and the, the, the Baba Yaga, if you will. Yep, the giant eagle at the yeah. end. Great movie. A lot of a lot of great visuals. But then he went the happening last Airbender <clears throat> after Earth, and it was just after Earth. But then he did a movie called The Visit, which I haven't seen yet. But it I won't, won't say amazing. anything about it. But it, it is amazing. amazing. It was a return to form. He shot it for like a million bucks. He, he you funded know, he started, himself. Yeah, he started doing that. He's just started funding his own movies. He funded Glass himself. I know. He funded. He took all of his, all the profits he made from, I think it was the visit, or no, from Split. Split. I mean, yeah. He took a chunk of the profits from Split, put it towards that, came up with the rest of the money, and then. Because then he shot Split for only like ten million. Yeah. So so we get this return of form with the visit, and then he announces Split. So I'm ready to hop into Split. Are you? I'm all in. Okay. I'm all in. Split, before I watched it, I had no idea it was connected to Unbreakable. I am so, like, None I am whatsoever. jealous of you. I am jealous of you. None whatsoever. And nobody ruined that for you. Because I was living in Vancouver at the time, and a guy I knew there, he won tickets to watch uh, watch it on a Wednesday, and open, <clears> like, before opening for oh, anyone man. else. Still jealous that you had didn't have that ruined. And, uh... I went in there. I was like, yeah, I want to watch that. You know, the visit was great. I, I was, you know, I'm an old Never school. Never mind the fan. trailers for Split. Fucking sold that movie hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, James McAvoy alone, just seeing him. You know what? I This movie, I don't care. Like, if, if critics don't like it or the, the Academy doesn't like it, whatever. <laughs> I think he did get snubbed, too. The fact that he didn't get any type of recognition during nominations... For, it's insane. For this? It's insane. He played like, what? At least a dozen. He plays a lot more in Glass, but I think he played at least a dozen in Split. I Yeah, I think he was... Yeah, he does more in Glass, There's but a in lot a quick Because they're quick. He's like 19 in Glass. Yeah. But in, in Split, I think he was about 13 to 14. I think it like he really only does like five or six, There's but then they five do, like, or six the that video are just things. the strength, the strength ones. Those yeah. are like, the main ones. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> but you just you see like his his facial expressions, his eyes, just the look in his eyes alone, like well, everything shits. I've always liked James McAvoy. Yeah. Okay. I've sat through the shithole movie that's called The Wanted. Okay. 
because, well, partly because it's a comic book movie, yes. and I thought it was going to be good. Half an hour in, I was like, this is going to be garbage. Part of the problem, though, was I'd never read the comic book, okay? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later that I did. Yeah. And it was a garbage comic book. It's not a good comic. It's a fucking terrible one. No. You know, but anyway, regardless, so immediately I liked James McAvoy, The Wanted. Or is it Wanted, or is it... Just, just Wanted. Yeah, I don't know why I'm saying The, the Wanted. The Wanted. <laughs> anyway, but immediately I was like, oh, okay, so much so that when he was cast as Xavier, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. all right, no problems here. Yeah, no one's You know, like, I have absolutely no yeah. issues with this casting at all. Yeah. Um... The hell! I I saw a picture of him, and he was in. What the hell was one of his first roles? Uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Wasn't he in that? I think yes, he was. He was the the have goat guy. Yeah, or whatever. it blew my mind because uh, Michelle started watching uh, the Graham Norton show, which uh, if you haven't heard, it's this BBC talk show. It's basically the <clears throat> UK's like big talk show. Yeah, okay, so you're familiar with it. Oh, yeah, right? I've, I've watched a lot of clips from it. It's a great, it's actually probably, it is my favorite talk show. Oh, it's, it's good. They look like they're having so much fun. Oh, whatever. yeah. They, show, they had them on the other, uh, we watched last night, I don't know when it was actually, or I think it was around Split. Mm-hmm. No, no, it was Glass, that's right, because they had, uh, what's her face, Ellie Statler. Okay, yep, <clears throat> uh, Sarah Paulson. Staple? Dr. Staple? Dr. Staple. I don't know why I said Ellie Sadler. Oh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. That's why I said that. Dr. Ellie Sadler, Dr. Ellie Staple. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway, so they were on it, and uh, and they showed a picture of him, and I remember just being like, motherfucker was in that movie? No way. So anyway, I've been a huge fan of him, but I saw that trailer for Split and was like, he's on a whole motherfucking level. Like, you're right. For him to not even get a nomination is partly because it's a horror flick. Well, you're so crazy? Yeah, I do. Split was going to be Joaquin Phoenix. Really? Joaquin Phoenix was doing it, and then some kind of uh, filming conflict came up. Literally, like a week, I'm going to say a week before they were going to start shooting Split, James McAvoy hopped over from X-Men to this. That's why he's bold. Huh. Yeah. One week. A year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is a he, weird dude. I think he wanted Joaquin just because he's always like Joaquin and uh, Bruce Willis have always been his two go-to guys for most of his movies. It makes sense. So to have them yeah. fighting each other would have kind of been, you know. Yeah, okay. I can kind of see that. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm super glad because, like, I mean, I, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix is a terrible actor by any means. He's not on this level, though. No. Like I can like he's good at getting into a character, but to hop between characters like James McAvoy, and that's and Heather, that's the biggest thing. Like, like in the trailers, you see the different characters, but when you watch the movie, yeah, you don't know how seamless. And in some cases, like he does a switch four times in a scene, yeah, in the same scene. Mm-hmm. So not only does he change the voice, he changes the voice, he changes the mannerisms, he changes how he speaks. He changes literally everything about his character. His age, his sex, everything Everything. Changes. Everything. And it's like that, and yeah. it's perfect. And like I said, I have liked him all the way through, okay? I see James McAvoy, I go, okay, all right. It could be the biggest pile of shit surrounding him. Yeah. He's going to be the one that I go, okay, he's, he's the guy that stands out. But I was not prepared for this. No. 
I was not, even the trailers, they, it was like, holy fuck, it sold it? Like I said, right at the beginning, I said it sold it, did not prepare me for this. Mm -hmm. I was in, Michelle and I both, we watched it, and within the first, first actual time that you see him, and then he's talking to the girls completely different, I was just like, oh. And Michelle is very, uh, she's big on per, per, uh, depictions of disassociative identity disorder. Yes, yes. Okay, she's really big on that. One of her favorite movies is from Sally Fields. Uh, is Sally Field uh, playing? I can't remember the character, but it's based on a real woman. Okay. Um, and it's she does something very similar. She's multiple personalities, and every single personality. One's a kid. One is a dude. You know, and it's just complete change. It's actually a tour de force. That's the phrase I was looking for. It's a tour de force by Sally Fields. Such a great phrase. This is a tour de force by James McAvoy. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. I've always loved his acting. I did not think he was capable of what he pulled off in Split. No. You haven't seen anything that would just, like, even give you the slightest hint. Yeah. Like, right away when you meet him, and he's in the uh, psychiatrist's office, mm -hmm. or therapist, or whatever, and yeah. she's talking to him, and she goes to, like, who am I talking to today type of thing, and it's Kevin, right? Or whoever the fuck. Uh, it was Barry. That's she right. She thought she saw him Barry, but it was really Dennis took over. That's and right. Dennis was pretending to be Barry. Yeah, that's right. And I remember just being like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And that, uh, Betty Buckley, Dr. Karen Flesher, she was great in this movie. She was absolutely great. I love okay, the scenes with her in this. Nobody's terrible in this movie. Nobody's terrible. Nobody's terrible in no. this movie. But her, just like, she had great chemistry with whichever oh, character Mac yeah. was playing at the time. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like I, so I, I really great. feel bad for her at the end. Oh. When she meets the Beast. That was <laughs> the first time you see the Beast. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, I, well, we'll get to, to the Beast. Yeah. Um, but just like there's, there's like this mythology behind all of it too. Like he's got all these different characters. I mean, the big ones were were Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. Patricia. Uh, Patricia. Uh, Kevin. Uh, Hedwig. Hedwig. Love Hedwig. Hedwig's great. Hedwig is uh, so Dennis. Good. Dennis, yeah. Th that's pretty much the three big ones. Yeah. Right? And the Beast. And then the Beast. And then Kevin Wendell Crumb. Yeah. But, so, uh, um... <sighs> Where do you start, It's so right? good. Where it's do you start? So, yeah. like, what when I, I like... When I saw trailers, I thought I was expecting just a suspenseful kidnapping type of film. Like, I didn't... Yeah. With the multiple know. personality Yeah, band, I didn't right? know... But I, had, I didn't really know what I was getting into. Uh, I didn't think there would be as, as many horror elements to it. Because there was a couple of parts where I was like, this is actually kind of fucking scary. Mm -hmm. You know? But uh, I, I love how it starts like most really good horror flicks start off with. They set the table. Here's the psychiatrist. Here's the dude with multiple personalities. Right? Mm -hmm. They have a pretty banter-like relationship. Yep. You know? almost motherly type of thing. She knows that he can be dangerous. She knows that. She doesn't know how many personalities, but she knows there's quite a bit. She's yeah. also looking onto it. She wants to help him, ultimately. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the kidnapping hits, which was crazy. Yeah, crazy. You know, and the girls all get taken. Three girls there. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is Casey Cook. Love her. She's such a great actress. Yeah. Ever since The Witch, I'm like, I'm watching that girl and everything. I haven't seen The Witch. Which is so good. That's right. You, you like Hereditary? Watch The Witch. Oh, Hereditary. 
Yeah, it's like 1800s Hereditary. What did you watch first? Did you watch The Quiet Place first and then Hereditary? Yes. Yeah, because I watched Quiet Place in the theater before. Oh, yes. Hereditary, I, I had watched the flipped. video. I had a flip, so I watched Hereditary first. Okay. I don't know. I think Hereditary is better. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, the kidnapping hits. Yeah. They establish that there's her, who's not the cool kid, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who actually, like, hates the girls that she's with. Yeah, doesn't even want to be there. Yeah. It, it, she was not even, like, she was, like, it was a charity case. Mm-hmm. That's right. She was part of this. That's all it was. Because her dad invited her, knows na- their neighbors. Whatever, yeah. Whatever, whatever the scenario was. was you know, she was, or it was her uncle. It was yeah. her uncle, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because she was living with her uncle. Right, That's her, right, because then that leads to the big plot reveal for her. But, like, so you have the stereotypical idiot cheerleaders mm-hmm. and her, and they're doing this whole thing, and they're, like, <laughs> sometimes I watch these movies, and I'm just like, is this real? Like, is this how women would really act? Or, like, people in general? But, yeah, you hear about all the time, like, uh, you know, the chick gets kidnapped, four miles from her house and ends up living there for 10 years because she doesn't think to ever try to get away. Mm-hmm. Then you have other stories where they're like kidnapped. As soon as they were like able to not be watched, they're like chewing through ropes and shit to get out. So it's kind of weird how some people freeze up yep. and other people just be like, no, we got to get out. Right. I like that. Uh, oh, what the hell was her name in the movie? Cassie? Yeah, Casey. Casey. So she's constantly trying to figure out a way out while yeah. they're all just like, well, we're fucked. Yeah. We're she's, fucked. She's getting to learn the personalities, see which ones she can play with, who, which ones are the gullible ones. Goes right for Hedwig. Right for Hedwig. Yeah. First time you meet Hedwig, though, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've met kids like that. I love Hedwig so much. I actually love, like, I love that the first time you see him in glass, he kicks the door. Yeah. He kicks the fucking garage door. Like a badass, and then runs because it's loud. I was like, "That is awesome," <laughs> but like, I, man, like this is gonna be a tough one. This is gonna be a tough one because like I haven't watched it nearly as much as uh, as Unbreakable, but fuck, it's well, so it, it's it's crazy suspenseful. It's so, crazy suspenseful. I mean, you like even though you don't really like the other two girls, you're actually you're re- rooting for all three of these girls to get out. Of oh yeah, yeah, no, you don't like, want anyone. This guy is fucked. You don't you want anyone. Yeah, you know, because especially because they start talking about uh, the whole plan is to get them prepared for the beast, right? And as soon as they say that, then you're like, because you hear about stuff like this in real life all the time. Mm-hmm. So immediately, I'm looking at it like it's a rape kill scenario, mm-hmm. and those always get under my skin. Like, I just that's one of the worst things I think that anybody can ever do to anyone else is yeah. just that whole thing. Yeah. Plus, they're young girls too, yeah, and that just makes it even worse because it's just like. If that happens, the rest of their life is a hell of a lot harder. I'm not going to say it's impossible, you know, but it's a hell of a lot harder. Just, and I'm not speaking from experience, but I mean, how could it not be, right? Mm-hmm. So immediately I'm just like, oh God, oh God, oh God, just get out, just get out. doesn't matter if I hate these two, and I didn't hate them, but I wasn't I didn't like, hate them. I just wanted them out because you don't want anything bad to happen yeah. to them. But you're really rooting for There's her. There's a few times where you actually think like one of them is going to get out of there. Exactly. They come down close a few times. Oh, man. Yeah. Man. Um, but even just like the little things where she starts figuring out, oh, this, this, and this. Then they get caught and then they f- he fixes all the problems. Yeah. Splits them up. Like all these things that he's doing. But the first time they mention the beast, you're just like, holy shit. 
holy shit, how is this going to happen? How, as a, a collective, they're called the Horde? Exactly. Like, the ones that are oh. with the Beast are called the Horde. Yeah. And even just, like, so as we're finding out that he's got all these personalities, and one of them is called the Beast, and the Beast is, like, the one you don't ever yeah. want to meet. This is where the film's building to the Beast's reveal. I the mean. Doctor is going through this, and she's learning, and you hear things about how, like, uh, uh, when... There's been, like, documented cases where somebody switches personalities, their heart rate changes, their blood pressure changes, their physicality changes. Everything. Like one of the one personalities has diabetes. Exactly. Exactly. So, and you're just like, this is crazy that, that mi your mind is that powerful yeah. that it does this, you know? And that was one of the things Michelle pointed out, too. She's like, uh-huh, yeah. And she's literally like, this is actually, like, really factual. And I was like, oh, okay. Shut up. I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> I never said that. I want to continue having sex, right? So I didn't say that. I talked big. The fact of the matter was, I was like, oh, that's really great. But in my head, I was like, the fuck did I just miss? Now I gotta rewind it. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> but, but seriously, like, so she's get, she's already, like, nodding, like, giving the approval. So I'm just like, okay, great. You should have done it with a break. Well, see, it's really like this. Just, this is how calm guys are. <laughs> Real life. I think she spent most of it watching it the same way I watch most of the uh, fat shows. Yeah. Uh, oh, what a cute puppy! Oh, yeah, poor guy's back to the phone. Oh, he's oh he's got to lose a leg. Well, good thing it's just one. <laughs> Man, this Reddit is crazy. <laughs> she's she said that to me because I said that to her once. I said like. You watch some of the shows with me the same way I watch shows with you with your phone in your head. She's like, you watch all your shows like that. And I said, no, not all of them. Ones I've seen a bunch of times, yes. Yep. Because it's all background shit while I'm doing all this other stuff that means nothing to you. <laughs> Again, I didn't say that last part. But that's what I was saying. It was in there. Yeah. Um, I'm actually glad that we're, we're going through this because I'm like, remembering more and more. And I actually like the, the way that they build up the doctor as the eventual savior. Yeah. They're really building her up because she's starting to figure it out. Mm -hmm. She's starting to realize it's fucking serious. Yeah. <clears throat> it is is not good. And even uh, Casey is starting to realize. Like at first she's like, okay, okay, okay. But the more she gets to know all the personalities and the reverence that they speak of the horde and the beast, she's like we're fucked. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do whatever we can to get the fuck out of here. She tries to get them to work together. They don't. They turn into selfish bitches and they try to do whatever they can. Yeah. The first time that you see the Beast was a holy fucking shit moment. They show that scene in the trailer where he's bending the bars and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. That's freaky. But when you actually see the Beast and he does the whole thing... Well, he goes... He's... Uh, I think, I want to say he's, he becomes Barry. And Barry goes to a train station. Yes! Yes! It was a rose down. That's right. And then he goes on to the subway. How awesome is that now in retrospect with the train scene? But you know what? Oh, I, I don't know. We'll talk more about that last. But, yeah. So he goes on the subway, and on subway is where he becomes. That's right. And he swings out, and then runs down the tracks. But the whole but the presentation, whole thing, just like the veins, and you see the muscle just like freaking. At no point in time, like he he's jacked in this movie. Oh okay? yeah, and it's incredible that he came off of X Men mm. to do this. 
Because he doesn't look jacked in any of the X-Men movies. No. He's a fucking tank in this movie. Yeah. Okay. And the second that, like, you know, like, he's a tank, but then he's the beast and he's just veined out, shredded, looks like he's going to break things. And you're right, like, on the train, it's just, because he takes his shoes off. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. That's fucking weird. And then it was just like, oh, the voice is ungodly. Oh, that voice. Oh, that voice, I can't. We are the broken. Yeah. Just like, oh. That's so, good. So, that was good. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. I, like, I just get myself chills doing the, the oh, voice myself. Man. And then, like you're like you said, he flips out, yep. runs down the track, and he's like running, splash, like animal running, and you're like, oh, holy fuck, it's over now. Mm -hmm. All this buildup for that moment, and it paid off hugely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God. And, and he's crawling on walls? Like... They show like a couple of clips of that in the trailer. I remember seeing that and it was just like, oh man, that just fucking looks weird. Like it is jarring. It's a movie. It's a yeah. fake fucking unreal movie. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, that's jarring. That's like, uh, what's her face from The Exorcist doing the crab walk. Yeah. The it's crab like, walk up the stairs. Ugh. Yeah, it's all gross and you're it's just like, like snapped in a lot. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, like I can't get Nothing about it looks right. Yeah, it's just like you shouldn't be able to do this. You know? Oh man. But his idea is to devour the ones that aren't broken. Yeah, exactly. Because literally broken, devour them. That's right. Eat the unbroken yeah. so that the broken can inherit the earth. Because, yes. of course, he's broken. Yes. Multiple of his personalities are broken. His whole reason for being is because of his mother. Mm -hmm. His mother broke him. And that's how this happened. The beast came because of his mother. Right. right. Came to save Kevin. And that's why Casey is spared. Because she's broken. She's, we didn't see this at first, but she's got the cuts. She's got, and the scars. Like she's her, got the cuts, she's got the scars. Her uncle beat her. She talks about how her uncle beat her and did other things to her. Probably. Stuff that we, like, I can't stand. You don't want to think about, but. You don't ever want to think about, and that happens, and then, I, I couldn't get over that. He's pulling the bars, and then he's just like, and fucks off. Yeah. Took a shot, too. All these things, and I was just like, I can't. Shotgun, right? Yeah, shotgun. Boom. And then he keeps walking. He's I was like, like, I can't fucking get over it. And then they have that oh, how awesome he, scene. How he kills the, the doctor. Oh. That that weird. And then just, just, just crushes crunching. Crushes death. Oh. Oh. Yeah, then, that's right, because arms are like this, and it's just like this. And yeah, he just, just like, like locks it, like, and then just pulls in. Couldn't get over there. And then it's just like. And then the two girls. Oh. You see him like eating their intestines. Like, you see their guts just getting pulled out. Of their... oh. it, it's it's a horror movie. It's a suspense horror. It's 100%. yeah, it's a suspenseful horror. It's more suspense with. I would say it's a suspenseful thriller with horror elements. Yes, because yeah. when they do hit you with the horror, it's like it's it's scary. yeah, because it goes supernatural. Because you weren't expecting like the beast. Okay, he's gonna be this crazy bad guy. He's gonna yeah, kill you. You didn't expect rape you. That's right. I was but you didn't literally. Well, now you realize he's not raping you. He's no. eating you. He's eating you. He is eating you. And, yes. well, it's great that I weren't raped, but, yeah. you know, yeah. but even still. And then, like, I love the scene, because he gets away, which I didn't think was going to happen. Okay, but first, before, yeah, before yeah. that happens, yeah. you got 
Casey finds the note from the doctor that says, say his name, Kevin Lindell. Oh, Trump. yes, yes. So she says it, and the beast That's is right. like, Aah. That's right. And then yep. Kevin comes out, and he's talking to her. Yes, I forgot all about that's right. And then he feels the beast coming back. He's like, "You gotta run," and that's where he's going on the on the. That's the, right, because then she gets behind the. She gets in the cell. Yeah, that's right. She gets in the cell, and he's fucking losing it. And then the cops come. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because then it, you find out the whole thing is in a zoo. Yeah, and that he worked there. Exactly. So he had access to all of this stuff. All of this shit. Uh, oh, and even just the clips, like when uh, she's. Going through the video clips and seeing the different personalities. Yeah. And they actually have the one that's uh, diabetic, and you're just like, this is fucking unreal. Mm-hmm. The whole time you're mesmerized because you're like, this is the same guy. This is the fucking Professor X, and now he's all of these people mm-hmm. and distinctly different all the way through. And I love the fact, too, that in the credits, he's credited for every role. Yeah. It's just like, like even at the end of Glass, because the Glass, he must have played 20 plus characters. Yeah. And it's just like, ooh. James McAvoy. Yeah. And eventually you get to Bruce Willis. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Like, oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sorry, like, okay, so, um, my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, because, like, it's really hard to pick one, but one of my favorite scenes is literally at the end where the Beast is having a conversation with Patricia. In the mirror. And Dennis. Or, is it just Patricia? And it's the mirror. Yeah. So you see him as the Beast Patricia in the mirror, yeah. and then they switch, and I remember just being like, "That is amazingly so shot." So got away, and you're just like, "This is crazy." Like, I watched the uh, the deleted ending, the original one of the endings, right? Okay. And they had it like he's on a building overlooking the school, and there's a bunch of kids, and I remember thinking right. like, "That's a crazy ending," but the sh- the actual official ending with him like with a, a glass piece or whatever the mirror, and I remember just being like, "This is way more chilling." Because you don't know where the fuck he's going to go. That's way more chilling. Though, that other ending does lead into Glass. Because he gets cheerleaders from the school. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Although, I mean... Whatever. It doesn't matter because then when you get to that coffee scene... And this is the part that pisses me off because because it was wrecked for me. It was wrecked. Okay, but while he's doing the conversation with Patricia yeah, yeah. in the mirror... Sorry, yes. That music started playing... And, I, and I'm in the theater, and I'm watching. Like, okay, Unbreakable came out in 2000. I gave up hope I was ever going to see a sequel. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Disney funded Unbreakable. They didn't want anything to do yep. with it. Universal was doing splits, so why would I think this would be any way connected to Unbreakable? Exactly. So I'm watching, exactly. I'm watching it, and, and the music starts playing. I'm like, oh, this music sounds really familiar. And I'm thinking, like, what is this? And then they cut to the coffee shop. <sighs> and it's the TV's playing. And then the... the Guy behind the counter is talking or whatever. He looks, and who's he? He looks right it's at David still Dunn. Awesome. What's that? David Dunn. Awesome. And but the guy I was with also named Chris. Shout out to Chris because I think he watches some of these. Hey, Chris. Um, both of us because he was a huge Unbreakable fan too. Both of us are just like, oh, like I couldn't stay quiet in the theater. How could you? I was like, Dave. Because I knew that it was coming. So even though the music hit or whatever, yeah. I spent the whole movie going like, okay, like, is it a stinger? Where does he come in? Now, luckily, the movie was so good that I was it was able to block that thought process. But when we finally, like, when we got to the diner scene, I literally went, that's where he is. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of disappointing that I didn't have that. Yeah. But I, I was still just like, man, that's still fucking sweet. Yeah. That's still fucking sweet that we have, like, they call it a stealth sequel. 
It's not as stealth. I don't think it's if it, as more of a sequel. I would say Glass is a sequel. Glass is a sequel to both movies. But that's just it, right? This was an origin story. Just another origin story. just another flip. origin story. But that you don't realize is an origin still story. It's pretty fucking sweet at the end because then you're just like, that's why he got away. And I was like, you know what, to be honest, if they had done a conventional sequel, I don't think I would have liked it. Yeah. It's I mean, really hard play to... It, right? Exactly. So like, whereas now you you'll you, have done you got everyone invested in this then, character that you didn't even realize it was part of exactly. This. And now exactly. they're like, exactly, holy shit. Yeah, and there's still just enough in that character because there's so many personalities. They're not all with the horde. Some of them don't want anything to do with the horde. Yeah. So there's still that, you know, light aspect to it. But still, though, like I. Had chills watching that movie all the way through. Mm. Like I said, like it was great enough that I didn't spend the whole time going like, "Oh, where's David Dunn?" But there were there were parts where I was just like, "Where?" So how does it like? Is it a stinger? Is it after the credits? Like how do they do this? Mm-hmm. It's still a great scene though. It's yeah. still awesome. Like and because I like it because it's so it's subdued. It's not him fighting a criminal, looking up and going, "Oh, it's the horde or whatever." It's literally him in a coffee shop going. Okay. Yep. Yep. Just like, and then you know, you just know, like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. How did he pull this off? Yeah. How is David Dunn in this? Yeah, exactly. And then I found out that uh, Buena Vista, which is Disney, they own Disney. Well, yep. That's their big company. Universal only um, released Split and Glass in North America. Disney's releasing it around the rest of the world. Oh, I always so forget. Sharing I always forget Buena Vista is a Disney company. I always forget that because yeah. they did it. They for a while there, they were just they would do anything. Yeah, it wasn't because they also own Touchstone and Hollywood Pictures. Right, right. So like Miramax, that aspect there where I'm just kind of like, why? So why is everyone like freaking out about Disney owning all these characters when couldn't they just release them under these other banners? Yeah. Like, I know, okay, superhero stuff, it's it's under the Marvel banner. There's no way it's going to be anything other than Marvel. No. So we're never going to, I don't, like, uh, Deadpool 3, like Reynolds said, it's going to be a completely different type of movie, which is fine. Which means Deadpool PG-13. 2, that's what I said to Michelle. I said, that's PG-13. That's just right a nice there. way of saying it's, we're cutting out the raunchy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, but, like, why can't Disney, like, so Deadpool, Deadpool made so much money because of what it is. Didn't make a ton of money because it was PG. Made yeah. a ton of money because it was a really good rated R superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, kids are watching it. Maybe not in the theater. They're watching. But it. They're watching it. They love Deadpool. Okay? So why can't Deadpool three be X rated? Yeah, or not X rated, but R rated. Why can't it be? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, release it under Miramax because I remember Miramax. Yeah, there's no restrictions. There wasn't like it was. I just don't understand why. I. Well, Deadpool's going to be Marvel, right? So they're going to have to release under Disney. Why can't it? But the other Fox why properties. Why can't it be under its own wing? Like, I want to know what the hell's happened to Alien, Predator, Die Hard, Speed. These are all Fox what franchises. Heard, what I've heard. But, okay. How, like, I'm confused with this. Did Disney get all of Fox franchises? All of it. Because I, really, I thought it was just, like, the X-Men stuff. All of it. The only thing they don't get is Fox kept their sports network on TV. They get their TV, too, so they own The Simpsons now. 
So then, so is Fox just not making movies anymore? No. Huh. They're not. Disney bought them. Now, Disney could keep the Fox banner. I was going to say. Put 20th Century Fox at Disney. Or Park searchlights or whatever the fuck they something want. Something like that. Why not? Like, they, that's what I'm getting at. They could. If, if you have all of these banners yeah. under Disney, like, uh, wait, wasn't the Santa Claus Buena Vista? Yeah. yeah. Well, Disney. Disney. Yeah. Yeah. But Buena Vista is all that. All of it. But, like, okay, but, uh, but that's, okay, so that's essentially my point. I, I guess. The superhero stuff, Marvel, mm-hmm. there's no way around it. No way around that. But like it's all gonna go. But away. I guess my question is like why why does Deadpool have to be there? I know. Like And that's because it's Marvel. I mean, you know, and, and X Men because like I said I've said this a couple of times, like after seeing Avengers, uh Infinity War. <clears throat> and eventually we'll get to Endgame. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're looking at forty characters in Infinity War, mm-hmm. forty plus in Endgame. Yeah. Okay. So then, eventually, once everything goes through and X Men is being integrated into it, that's like a hundred characters because they'll do X Men versus Avengers. Just mm-hmm. dumb because it's a stupid. That was a stupid comic. It was book. a stupid story and it wouldn't really mean anything on the screen now, anyways. Because I don't want to see them fighting. Captain Marvel and Black Panther. I would have wanted to see them fight Thor and Captain America and oh, Iron Man. Okay, hold on. How about uh, Onslaught then? So now, X-Men and the Avengers team up to take out Onslaught. Okay, yeah. Okay, or something to that effect. Something, Something yeah. that justifies having yes. that many people. Right. Even watching Avengers Endgame, and like, or Avengers uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War, immediately I remember, like, I love the movie, but I've said it before on our camcast, and I've talked about it with you a bunch of times. The problem is, is that Everyone has their favorites, so everyone's favorites, depending on who it is, is going to get some sort of a short shift. Oh, absolutely. Okay? And they knew that, because after Infinity War came out, and people were like, the Captain America fans were like, yeah, Captain America said well, four, yeah, four t- things. Yeah. Like, Black Panther had... Seven minutes total on screen Black Panther time. had, uh, like, a billion dollar movie. Yeah. Barely said anything. And then doesn't show up to, like, the end. You know? Um, so, it was a Iron Man... Thor, uh, Doctor Strange, Guardians movie. Pretty much. You know? And it's funny because, like, you think about it, you're like, out, out of the grouping that I just said, Doctor Strange was one of the weakest movies of the bunch. Mm-hmm. You know? Even Spider-Man had the best parts, in my opinion, in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, the best parts. We saw the Spider-Sense. We saw him get upgraded to an Avenger just by sheer force, just by saying, like, no, 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 I'm here to help. Yep. Right? As a emotionally heartbreaking death scene, okay? But even he wasn't in that long either, if you look at total runtime. Yeah. Ten minutes, maybe? Yeah, not much at all. Because there was the fight scene where he's helping Tony Stark in New York. So that's about two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. So maybe ten minutes. Ten minutes stops. And uh, so now they've said, like, they say, okay, all you Captain America fans, don't worry, because Endgame, a lot more Captain America. A lot of Cap. A lot more Black Widow. We're going to get Hawkeye. Sorry, yeah. Ronan, but you're going to get Clint Barton. You know what I mean? But now... But they knew it. Guardians fans, that. sorry, you're not going to get a lot of them now. Exactly. Because they're dust. You know? Um, you're gonna, you're still going to get a shit ton of Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're also going to get a shit ton of Thor. You know? But you know what? I'm okay getting a shit ton of Iron Man Thor in this because it's probably going to be the last time. Not for Thor. 
Not to Thor. His contract's technically up, though. It's up to Marvel where they want to pass Thor along in different stories. Right, but, but, but so, okay, so, you know now, I mean. so now we like, jam the X-Men into this. I know. It's too much. They should be separate It's going to have to be like a 14, like a six-hour movie. Mm-hmm. But even then, if, if we look at it, like, just using, I'll use, you know, Infinity War as an example. Even then, now we're looking at three seconds of character. Yeah. And that depends on the character. There are Gambit fans that think he's the greatest character of all. Do you think he's going to have a big part in this movie? No. Especially because this Gambit movie's never happening. Mm-hmm. Although Channing Tatum may direct it's not, it. It's not going to happen, though. But it's never going to happen. Disney agreed to release any Fox movie in I production. Know. I know. They haven't started again. They got like three weeks to start it if they want. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. It's, it's... But even then, like, for, but like that's a classic example. Or how about uh, the fans of Dazzler or Longshot? You're not even going to see them in the fucking movie. Uh-huh. They're never going to be in uh-huh. this I think, I think right now, because they're trying to figure out how they introduce mutants, they're obviously going to start from scratch. They're not going to bring the other cast in. From the there, it has to be a recast. It's going to be all recasted. It has to be a recast because you're going to be too beholden to those previous characters. Yeah. Especially Wolverine. Yeah. So I think you undo this. Yep. You unlock the mutant gene. It's the easiest way to do it. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. But... But the other problem, though, is if this is literally like a an actual uh, rewritten rewriting time, like a time travel movie, where it actually make they make it so that this never happens, then what? Because that's one of the theories. Like they don't reference anything in Spider Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. He's not, he doesn't act like a kid who was dead, mm-hmm. who died. Yeah. You know what I mean? At all. <clears throat> There's no indication. So like Iron Man 3 where like yeah, the whole trailer was like. Stress disorder because yeah. of, you know, yeah. of Avengers, right? Like mm-hmm. because of that. So, but they don't have any of that. No. They don't have them literally being like, uh, fuck. Hell, Aunt May is thrilled he's Spider-Man. If he died, even if he came back, do you think she'd ever want him to put the suit on? There's obviously going to be some kind of mind wiping. There's, so I don't know what's gonna. It's I my 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 vote time travel. My vote is literally time travel. They go back in time, because uh, even the shots where they have it in New York for uh, the first Avengers. It's Captain Marvel and Ant Man are saving the day in this. Yeah, hundred percent. The, yeah. the quantum realm is is the key to to yeah. all this. Captain Marvel is the key to defeating Thanos. Physically beating the fuck out of him yeah. while. Ant Man and whoever uh, Ant Man and whoever goes with them. Iron Man and Captain America hopping through time, hopping through time realm. to figure out how they can fucking stop it from happening. Yeah, and then it just never happened, mm-hmm. right? But somehow Tony Stark's got to sacrifice himself. There's a theory that he's going to be the new AI in Spider Man's costume. I don't want AI in Spider Man's costume. Period. It's stupid. It's stupid. <sighs> yeah. It's not Spider-Man if he's talking to AI in his costume. He shouldn't need a robot in his ear to tell him what to do because he should be smart enough to fucking figure it out. He is Spider-Man! He's a 16-year-old kid. Yeah, a 15-year-old in the first brilliant movie. Brilliant 15-year-old kid. kid. I'll give you that. Yeah. And I, I'll, give, I'll throw this out there. Way more proactive in the hero game than any of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. The most proactive. Okay. If all moving forward, if it's constantly going to be uh, 
Karen or whatever new version he gets, or even Tony yep. Stark, I'm not gonna like it. The older he gets, the less I feel he needs it. I just want it's him, a Tony Stark. I'm okay with him being AI. Just be like the new Jarvis at the Avengers fucking headquarters. Or like, shit. like we originally thought was gonna happen yeah. at the end of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyways, anyway, that so was split. That was split with a rant of well, you know what? If you've I, been watching, you know how it works. I think I'm done with split though. Yeah. Fuck split. We're okay. done with it. Fuck the split. Uh, so that wraps up this episode. Yeah. Because we're gonna dedicate a whole episode to glass. <laughs> These pancakes are delicious. <laughs>